You're listening to Messy in the Middle, a show that used to have a musical intro and also used to have an editor, but now you're stuck with me, your host, Haley Johnson. This week I'm interviewing Brittany Hoops. Brittany is a hypnotherapist and former contestant on CBS's Big Brother. I had an absolute blast interviewing Brittany for this episode, and I can't wait to hear what y'all think about it. Hopefully you make it to the end without my usual uh, editing prowess. <laughs> Thanks. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to Messy in the Middle, where this week I'm joined by Brittany Hoops. Brittany is a hypnotherapist and semi-reality television star and also my twin today because we're wearing the same color so welcome Brittany to the show hi thank you Haley I appreciate you having me on I uh for our listeners I cold pitched Brittany and I don't like cold pitching people to be on this podcast so I was very nervous and then she said yes and I was even more nervous um (laughs) but we're here we're ready to party so um Brittany you're a hypnotherapist Something tells me that wasn't on the short list when you were a child thinking about your future career. So I would love to know, what did young Brittany want to do? I mean, Haley, young Brittany had dreams of being a hypnotherapist. I mean, ever since I was Wait, little. Seriously? little. No, I am so kidding. <laughs> You're so right. I don't think I even knew what a hypnotherapist was until high school, um, which is actually when I first got introduced to hypnosis in, in, in a way that was different than the hypnotist that comes to your high school lock-in um, and does a show for the senior night, right? Um, which right. I also experienced that too. I went to a, um, a summer camp where I was always big into theater. So I was a theater major at the summer camp, but you had to pick a minor. And I was always really interested in psychology. So I minored in psychology and they brought in a hypnotherapist, you know, not a hypnotist, but a hypnotherapist. And I got to experience hypnosis firsthand. Of course, they did a little group session. And now as I'm a hypnotherapist, I understand that, you know, you're, you're, you're hypnotizing the group to see who is able to to relax most deeply, who responds well to suggestion. And I guess, you know, I was very intrigued by it and I, I responded well. And the hypnotherapist uh, hypnotized me to um, not be able to move my arms. And so he took a little marker and he's like, I'm just going to lightly toss this to you. And, you know, and you're, you're not going to be able to, you know, and, and he basically said, try to catch it. And mm-hmm. so he tossed the marker. I lunged forward to try to catch it and my arms would not move. And of course, in my brain, I'm like freaking out because I'm like, what is it? Like, I want my arms. Like, what is happening? And then, of course, the second time he tossed a marker, I caught it. My arms moved, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is a beautiful illustration because you cannot be hypnotized against your will. Um, The moment you start freaking out and like, I don't want this to happen, you will snap right out of it. Um, But when you want a certain change, you are able to be hypnotized. And that's, and that's what we utilize is when a client wants a change, I'm able to work with them to change their mindset in some way. Um, So I was kind of hooked at that moment, Um, did not think that it was going to be a career track, thought I was going to be an actress, explored that for a little bit, decided I wanted to explore other things, um, and kind of took a very topsy-turvy route towards first a career in, in corporate marketing, and then figuring out the power of hypnosis in my own life through my battle of depression and how it helped me lift my depression, um, 
finally decided, you know what, if this is giving me a second chance at life, I'm going to go ahead and, and help other people with this too. And, you know, that's when I decided to take the plunge into becoming a full-time hypnotherapist. Right. Wow. That just, <laughs> the arms thing makes me think like, oh, that's how I am when I like try to play sports. It's like, oh, <laughs> Maybe you've just been hypnotized this whole time, Haley. I mean, if you want me to help you with that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something that I'm like secretly an athlete? You're just, you're, like, you're pro so and you just never knew it. <laughs> That would truly be something else. Um, so before becoming a hypnotherapist, and then obviously that means like you're starting your own business, unless there are corporate hypnotherapists. You know if there are, I haven't come across any. That's definitely not me though, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you said before that you worked in marketing, and I feel like, you know, whenever someone hears that I work in marketing, they're like, oh, then running a business must be easy. So when you went into starting your own business, were you kind of thinking like, oh, well, like I've got the marketing background, like that's all I need. I've got this. Or was there a little more apprehension? Uh, I will say that was not my story. I see, I was a, a, in market research. And so, um, you know, I definitely had kind of um, the logical researcher's mind to starting my business. I think it has helped me in terms of really recognizing, like listening to my clients and my customers mm -hmm. and like what they want and letting that help um, sort of drive some of the decisions I've made, especially early on in my business. Um, and, and it's interesting. I think I, I think it helped me capitalize off of coming back from Big Brother um, in that respect. That it's like all of a sudden, you know, I had this kind of new audience um, and really wanted to listen to what resonated with them and what helped them. Um, I feel like now that I'm kind of finding, you know, it's been a year since I've been on the show. Now that I'm finding more of my footing in terms of how my business looks post-show, mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm directing it more in an intentional direction, like the direction that I want to take it now. Um, of course, yeah. still listening to my customers, that will always be a piece of any good business, but also saying like, okay, like here's who not being so reactionary to the random sampling of America that decided to follow me and want to be a part of my world, but saying like, okay, here's where I'm going. Here's the kind of clients I want to be serving now. How do I reach them? And then how do I serve them based on what they need? Yeah, definitely. That actually kind of brings me to what I was going to ask about, you know, from what I remember from, you know, listening to our other interviews and stuff, you kind of started your business and then went on Big Brother. Like there wasn't a whole lot of like ramp up or like being solidly in your business. So I guess the two questions that I have are, you know, what was your plan for the business when you went on to Big Brother? Like what if you had existing clients? Like do they really just kind of kidnap you and you can't talk to anyone about things? Like who was your proxy to like make sure everything happened? Um, but then also like, how did you not like absolutely spiral and think about your business 24 seven inside big brother? Cause that's what I would have done. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, all of that and more. So, so yeah, I had started my business. I guess you could say I had been technically in business for roughly a year before big brother. Most of that was part-time. So I was building up my business during that time. I had just gone, I think even in my audition tape for big brother, 
I mentioned I'm 82 days until I go full-time in my business. That was something uh, that I'd mentioned in my audition tape. I was counting down the days, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. I had worked at Instagram at the time. Um, It was a wonderful job. I love the people. It was great. I just knew... If, if I wasn't going to start go full-time in my business now, like when? And my side business was doing really well. It was it was growing at quite a rapid pace. And, of course, I don't know if anyone ever, like, feels quite, like, 100% ready to let go of something that's, like, tried and true and, and solid and especially, like, corporate life before going into entrepreneurship. But I remember just sort of sitting at this desk here with my husband looking at some of the numbers and being like, I think I can do this. Now, this was 82 days before I had applied for Big Brother. So I had already put in my two weeks note, or, you know, I have more than two weeks notice. I had given my boss several months um, notice that I was going to leave. Um, but I was leaving, and that was part of the plan before, mm-hmm. I mean, that was before I even applied for Big Brother. So that right. was going to happen regardless of if I would have got Big Brother you know, I'm, I'm a hypnotherapist and manifestation coach. So I very much believe in alignment and aligned energy. I was in such a great aligned state of mind that I was like, this is going to be the best summer ever, regardless if I get on this TV show or whether I'm full-time in my business now. So I really truly did believe that I was set up in kind of that energetic space to just really embrace whatever came. Um, I also do believe that maybe sometimes the universe you know, you have to make room for your dreams, right? And mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, I had applied for Big Brother seven other years and never got it. Or I guess six other years, I got it the seventh year I applied. So I do believe that me having decided, you know what, I'm going to go be an entrepreneur and now I have full, you know, control over my schedule was the year kind of like I was open enough to allow something like this in to my life. So, um, here I did not have a full-time job, but I did have a business and I did have a full-time business Mm -hmm. to answer your question about how I handled like literally leave ditching my life. Um, right towards the end, you're able to tell your closest family members and that's it. So of course my husband knew, like he knew I was going to be leaving for three months. Um, I basically equipped him with my whole, you know, all my clients and said, Hey, like once it's announced, like out into the world, can you reach back out to my clients? Can you let them know that like, I absolutely love them. Can you equip them with colleagues of mine that they can see in the meantime, let them know when I'll be back, all these things. And so he handled my clients beautifully. And honestly, that's part of being a hypnotherapist is really having deep rapport with, Mm -hmm. With, I mean, every business, right? But like, you won't be hypnotized if you don't have deep rapport with your hypnotherapist. And so my clients were incredibly understanding and were rooting me on and were very excited about it. But I did think about my business quite a bit while I was in the house. I chose to not share that I was a hypnotherapist with the other house mm-hmm. guests. If anyone's familiar with the, the the show, Big Brother, you're you're basically cut off from the outside world for three months, um, and it's basically a game of who can last the longest. Somebody gets evicted each week, um, and you play various competitions and this and that. Um, and I just decided, because there's a lot of misconceptions about what hypnosis is and what hypnotists or hypnotherapists, what they do, I didn't want anybody to think that I was playing mind games with them, because that's just a false false narrative of hypnotherapy. And the only really way that I used hypnotherapy in the house was I actually um, conducted group 
meditation or depending on how deep you went, hypnosis sessions with the other house guests as a way to just kind of take a time out from the game and sort of recalibrate mm-hmm. our mental health. We had one house guest who, who suffered from some mental health issues at the very beginning of the show. And I just had this overwhelming feeling of like, oh my gosh, this is, <laughs> they edit the show to make it look like just like a fun summer little thing, but it mm-hmm. is very hard mentally. And um, if I have these tools, which I do, I want to be able to share them with others in our house and, and be able to like, you know, just sort of, we do group workouts. Why can't we do group mental health sessions? And um, so that was really the only way I had used hypnosis when I was in the in the house. But I didn't really get to tell talk about my business all that much, or or do very much with my business. And it was um, it was tough. I'm an entrepreneur at heart, and I feel like that is something that I actually very much regret about how I. Handled, of course. If I were, if I were to ever play again, I couldn't hide it. If I tried, everyone knows I'm a <laughs> hypnotherapist now. But I wish I wouldn't have hit it going into the house because it is mm-hmm. so much a big part of who I am that I think some people like I didn't make sense to them because it's like I was hiding the one of the biggest parts of me. Um, and I think it would have actually helped me connect with the other players mm-hmm. more, the other house guests more, if I would have shared that part of me. It's like, oh, Brittany would have made a little bit more sense, you know, in terms of where I'm right. coming from if I would have shared. Yeah. Well, so you weren't the only person in your season and definitely not the only person on Big Brother ever to lie about their occupation. Um, but people tend to pick more, I guess, like ordinary jobs to lie about. Like I feel like the the lawyer to bartender pipeline is strong. Um, but then like we had you being a toy tester. Well, that was I my think- job before. I was in market research and I was a toy tester. So I yeah. wasn't going to make up something that I hadn't done. I wanted to I wanted to tell them. I basically was I was basically telling the truth to them of my life, just not a version of Britney right now. It was a version of Britney several years ago. So, right. you know, by saying that, yes, I was a toy tester, it, I could speak on that with such clarity because that's what I used to do. I mean, I worked at Mattel where I tested toys and then I worked at Instagram after that. Um, and so mm-hmm. these were things I was able to have long, in-depth conversations. And I wanted to highlight that because I thought it would make I thought it makes sense in other house guests' mind that like, oh, mm-hmm. that's a unique job. Um, that's why she got picked for Big Brother. Um, because right. let's just be real. You, if you're a female on Big Brother, you're usually like this model or you're a pageant winner or you're something like that or you have something very interesting about you if you were not a model. <laughs> Okay. And so if I was like, I'm a bartender, it's like, people would be like, what? Like, you know, like that's, I, right. you got to fit in one of those buckets. Unfortunately, I do not fit in the model bucket. So I had to fit into the interesting bucket. And so I thought toy tester, not only was that actually what I did, but I thought that house guests would understand like, oh, that's interesting. That's unique job. That's why she got cast as opposed to yeah. what it actually was, which is I'm a hypnotherapist. Well, I was just going to say, I think it's funny that, like, you had your unique job that was a lie, and then your closest ally also had a unique job that was a lie. Yeah, I <laughs> guess. Like, the lawyer's unique, I feel like sure. <laughs> no, I thought he lied about being a video game. Oh, oh, um, being a, a um, yeah, you're person. right, being a, um, uh, what do they call them, the, the escape rooms. Yeah, escape rooms. Yeah. 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 Oh, I that's just, funny. I that's actually a really like... unique 
I had never thought of that before, that we both had fibbed about our jobs, but not really because he did work there mm-hmm. and then I did work there. We just both were doing the exact same thing. We were channeling our younger selves when we talked to each other. So, yeah. Yeah. So there must have been something about it that right just together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but that's awesome. So being in the Big Brother house, obviously it did not ruin your business, which is fantastic. Um, what did you kind of, I guess, expect coming out of the house as far as like the post Big Brother, like visibility lift? Um, and how did you handle that from a business perspective? Because I'm guessing that your inquiries probably were through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. <you're> person. <laughs> it's so funny because I don't, and, and I know this sounds crazy, but I didn't let myself ever get that far. You're just so focused, at least for me, I was so focused on making it on the show. And you truly do Mm -hmm. not know if you're going to be a house guest until you're on that stage with Julie. Like it is, you are never told that it is a for sure. You don't know if you're a backup. You don't know. You don't know until you're there and you walk in the house and you're like, well, they're going to have to drag me out now. You know, like that's when you know. So my mindset is always so focused on believing and manifesting that I could be on the show that you don't, you don't move past that. You don't like focus on what will things be like if I win? What would things be like afterwards? You're just, you're very much forced to just sort of be in the moment. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, since I was a super fan, since I was 10 years old, it was more the experience of getting to play the game and seeing what it's like and, Mm -hmm. and really getting to, you know, win competitions and getting to just really do that. That was really drew me to it. I did not. And that's why everyone's like, really, when they hear this, but I did not think about what it would be like for my business afterwards. Mm -hmm. I did not think about, even when I did those um, group meditation and hypnosis sessions, it did not cross my mind that the 24-7 live feeds would be broadcasting those sessions. I mean, literally, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I know they don't know I'm a hypnotherapist, but I want to help everyone's mental health here. Like... That was where my mindset was at. It was only when I got out of the house and all of a sudden I, you know, have thousands of DMs that are like, I followed along with your group hypnosis session and it changed my life. Can I do more? Can I have more? Mm -hmm. And this kind of gets back to my original point, which was like, I feel like I've done a a decent job given my background in market research to listen to my audience, that that was one of the first Mm -hmm. things I did when I got out of the house. I got back to my business. Of course, I went back to my one-on-one hypnotherapy and coaching sessions like I had done before, but I also started a subscription for people who enjoyed those live feed sessions from the show to be able to do them with me via Instagram live. Um, The subscription is now pretty much defunct. It still exists. You can watch the, um, you can watch the past episodes of it um, in Mm -hmm. the subscription. It's just, I maxed out the subscription product on Instagram. And I can say this because I used to work on it is like not as robust as it needs to be. Um, so <laughs> I, I can't upload any more to that. So I'm developing my own oh, platform okay. to be able to do that. Um, but it served a lot of people for a good 10 months post show. And I still keep it up there because I know that there's, there's subscribers that, that go back to those old episodes and watch them every day. You know, they use those mm-hmm. hypnosis audios, um, quite a bit. So, you know, it was kind of just responding to, 
And I, and I think that's what's interesting about being on a show like a CBS reality TV show is you get this like perfect little cut of American sample. Um, mm. Is it my target audience always? No. I mean, the overlap of people who are interested in positive thinking and manifestation and hypnosis and also watch Big Brother is like this Venn diagram that's like, you know, a small segment, right? Yeah. But it's a, a big segment for, for an entrepreneur, a solopreneur business, you know, um, yeah. and being able to serve that. And then what do you do with that? Like, okay, so I have this random sampling. How do I serve these clients the best so that they're able to go out there and share? And that, and that's where your business really starts to take off, right? The referrals from that and the referrals of those referrals. And then now the net new ways that I'm going about this, it's like, what can you do to I don't want to say capitalize, but like make best use of a very unique form of marketing, which is having gone on a, on a reality TV show. Yeah. Something tells me that's not going to be like the next big, like coaches teaching you how to do that to grow your business <laughs> strategy. Right? I mean, it's interesting. It's funny when I, I literally sort of, you know, I don't know if I remember the exact stats, but I kind of looked at it like, what was the ROI on three months of, you know, what equated to being 40 episodes on, you know, primetime television over the summer? Like, could I have generated that much business in other marketing funnels? And I'm, I'm sure there would have been some that I could have done, but it was, it was lucrative. You know, it was a, and, and you can't look at it that way. Cause I wasn't doing it for my business. I was doing it right. for my life and a lifelong dream, you know, almost lifelong dream that I dream that I'd had. Um, it felt like it was kind of a pause on my business, but what it ended up being was an explosion for the business um, instead. Right. Well, that does make me wonder, and I'm sure you've probably thought about this, like, had you not gone on Big Brother that summer and you just kind of went from your role at Instagram to running your business full time and you had that summer as, you know, a Big Brother viewer, but not a contestant, where do you think your business would be now? Do you think it would be in a different place do you think that you kind of just like took a little bit of a detour with the big brother visibility like what do you think could have happened had you not been on big brother I mean isn't that the crux it's yeah the success is what you believe will happen right mm -hmm. so if I would have believed that it'd be it'd be incredibly um you know, fruitful. And I mean, remember I was to the point where I, I built it up side business and then I was going full time. Yeah. It was because I be believed that this can support me full time. I was in that mindset. I was in that space of having that, that strong belief. And really that's what helped me kind of throughout the many months audition process was this summer is going to be amazing no matter what. That was kind of my mantra was like, I'm either going to be killing it in my business full time or I'm going to be on big brother. And of course, end up both of those happened, <laughs> you know, in, in a certain way. I just had to wait until I was back in the real world to get to, you know, experience that and serve those clients um, other than the the live feed sessions. But um, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think knowing what sort of aligned mindset that I was in and the deep belief that I had that this was the path that I'm meant to go on, I, I, I would like to think if I was, you know, looking at hypotheticals that it would have ended up in a very similar place. Um, because if you had, if you have the doubts, then that's when it isn't like you have to believe in it wholeheartedly. And you have to say like, it's not if in those three months, it's, 
It's how, you know, it's when Mm -hmm. it's okay. It's all right. If it's not producing these kind of results, what do I need to tweak? Um, Mm -hmm. I literally was just doing this. I I just launched a podcast this past week, um, called destination manifestation. And I was actually working with my own coach about this yesterday being like, okay, like I know podcasts, they're slow burns, right? You got to give it a good amount of time to grow and this and that. And I was like, you know, at what point in time do I try to determine like if the ROI is here on this show? I'm sure you know you have a podcast here that we're talking on. It's a lot of work to create each episode Mm -hmm. and edit it and and market it and all these things. And I was trying to think like, okay, how much time do I need to give this? And then I kind of had that same aha moment that I'm like, it's not, oh, let's give it three years and decide if we turn it on or off. It's this will be successful. So what do I need to do to create that success? And you just keep tweaking and trying new things until it is. And then there's the ROI. And and then at that point in time, you're going to be successful and you're going to, you know, you're going to see how it's paid off. And then the answer is like, yes, I'm going to continue doing this because it's paying off. Um, And it's, it's just that slight tweak of, of, you know, sure, you can give yourself experiments in business and you can say, okay, I'm going to test this for three months and see what this, but it isn't, it isn't, if it's something that you matter about, it isn't so much of it, will I do this or will I not? It's tweaking things until it's successful. Um, it's kind of removing the time out of the equation, which is how we manifest things anyways. So I think that I'm a lot more of a negative person than you are. <laughs> um, but like I embrace it. It's a positive character trait. Yeah. And so a lot like, you know, I started this podcast because I was like, everything sucks sometimes and I want to talk to people about it. And so one of the questions that I ask a lot of my guests is like, what has been like one of those really messy moments where you've thought like, I don't know if I want to do this. And I feel like, like, do you have one of those Oh, of course. Of course. I think it's to be human and have those moments. I think where I, so I'll have those moments, but then it's catching yourself in those moments and realizing like, how is this serving me? Because I'm also very acutely aware that the most power I possess in life and business is the power of my focus and where I give my attention. And so we, we all know what it feels like to have that moment and then to give all your focus to that moment and to go down that negative spiral, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm sure people, I'm not the only one who has experienced that, right? To be so caught in that and have the momentum of that take you in a direction you do not want to go. We mm-hmm. also hopefully have the experience of having that negative moment and then saying, oh, something feels off. This doesn't feel right. Like this isn't the direction that I want to go. This isn't the power of my focus. This is not where I want to give my power, right? I want to give my power to the direction I want to go. And then to be able to shift your thinking out of that before it gets too much momentum and in the direction that you want to go. And I would say that skill alone is like the most valuable skill I have found in life, in business, and manifesting the kind of life that you want is the power of your focus and catching it, catching it while it's early so that you can reroute. It's like, it's, I mean, that's why I called my show destination manifestation because it really is like a a road trip. Like you're going in one direction. When do you notice that you, you are no longer following Google maps towards your dreams and you're going in the complete opposite direction? You need to do a U turn, you know? And 
it's the ability to recognize you're going in the wrong direction and to do that U-turn that's going to keep you on that route towards what you want. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. I think, yeah, I think I definitely agree and can feel the same way. I just frame it a lot differently. Mm -hmm. And so it's always helpful to hear someone else's kind of way of thinking about some of those like U-turn situations. Yeah, exactly. Um, Can you share maybe an example of like, you know, post Big Brother, post the surge, kind of like you're in just your everyday life now of something that was an unexpected like weakness where you felt like, oh no, I do need to U-turn and like reroute this into a different direction because I'm not thriving in this area of business right now. Oh, for sure. I think um, talking about never, you know, having let my mind sort of go to what post Big Brother life would look like, I was very much, um, I guess you could say unprepared for, um, there was so much positive, right? So many positive things. I met so many positive people, both clients and otherwise, There was a tremendous amount of positive, but our human brains are very much wired to pay attention to like, you know, for every thousand positive comments, there's one negative and that's the one you remember, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I feel like I was unprepared and like, I'm just going to call it as it is. And I'm sorry, if you, if you think differently, please tell me Haley, but as a whole, (laughs) especially on Twitter or X, the Big Brother community is incredibly toxic. And actually, I can say that with uh, with the wholeheartedness, ha- having been a house guest mm-hmm. on it, there's much more negativity in that space than there is positivity as a whole. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I didn't exist in those spheres before the show. I was what you would, I was a super fan in my heart, but I guess mm-hmm. I'm what, you, I was what you would call a casual because I did not, hang out on Twitter, you know, in the big brother community. And so getting out of the house and just dealing with like the just overt bullying and, um, you know, is just, it was, it was a lot. And again, I'm kind, I am one of those kind of people that, that really takes my focus very seriously. And so I was unprepared for needing to shield my own focus from Mm -hmm. those comments when I first got out. It's been a year now. I it, I still struggle with it sometimes. No one likes to hear anything, you know, negative about themselves in any sort of capacity. And I'm not saying, like, when people are, like, being fair about mistakes. I was not perfect on my show. My game was mm-hmm. not perfect. I was not perfect. It's, it's when things feel unfair or they feel personal, when somebody thinks that they know you. Because there are 24-7 live feeds, even though those live feeds are not up 24-7, even though those live feeds don't show every room – people feel like they they know the truth of situations when i mean you you're a fan of big brother there's a lot of fibbing that goes on that's part of the game um no one can see directly into your mind i didn't really know because i never watched live feeds i didn't really know how the importance of like explaining what you're doing to mm-hmm. fans so that they do understand a little bit more i would talk to like my friends and family on the live feeds but i very rarely did I explain my game or my reasoning for doing things, which I think may have helped people understand a little bit more, but people don't, people don't care. And I think that's been the big lesson for me in life and in business is to realize like we are all existing in our own realities, our own perceptions of our business, of our lives. And that's the same for, you know, fans of the show. They have their own perception of the storyline that they 
that they have created or the, that they watched. And that's why one person can absolutely say I'm their, their favorite house guest ever of all time. And another person can be like, uh, you know, shut up. What is she saying? She's the worst, right? And it's like, you guys right. both watch the same show. Like, how can those things exist? We exist in our own realities. And so I think that's been the biggest lesson for me is to realize like, okay, Brittany, it is not um, – the reality I want to live in for my mental health and my business to um, give the power of my focus to toxic spaces anymore. It just doesn't do me um, any good. And so I kind of have feel like I've done this like whole for, full circle thing coming out of the house. I thought I'd want to be like the live feeder and the super fan and to be in all those forums. Um, but now I absolutely not. I am back to my beautiful casual self. I know I'm, I know by just watching the episodes, I am not getting the full accurate picture. I know this, but I'm mm -hmm. okay with that. Like that's the story I'm digesting just like any TV show you would watch, you know? Um, and so it's kind of been a full circle moment that way. Do you feel like you're maybe even like less connected to like the Big Brother lore than you were before to kind of protect yourself from that experience? In a way, I guess I could say. I guess less connected in the aspect that I know that the edited show is not the real story. So mm -hmm. as long as you know that, then have fun with it. Watch it. You know, like I'm right. I'm enjoying watching BB25 right now because I know I'm just seeing one interpretation of facts, but there are a million interpretations of the same mm -hmm. footage. And you got to think that there are hours upon hours. I mean, think there's like 16 rooms in the house and then there's 17 house guests this season. And then there's 24 hours a day. How much footage is there? You know, like, and you got to distill a story into essentially three hours worth of that. Yeah. Like, that would be impossible to even do. So like credit to the editors, credit to everybody who does the show, that's an impossible task to do. So you kind of have to pick one story and create it, right? And so I think I'm less detached in the way that I just, I take it for the bubble gum that it is, you know, to watch the right. show. Um, I also think that there's an element of um, been there, done that now. Um, mm -hmm. I actually came across, so I keep a gratitude list in my phone. I've been keeping it for years. I think it has somewhere over 3,000 things on it. Like it's, it like my phone glitches when I try to open up this list, right? It's so big. And I was looking through it the other day and I noticed an entry where I had my goal. I was like, my B, 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 B goals. And I was like, what is that? And so I, a couple years ago, I had set these goals for big brother, business, baby body. These were my B goals. <laughs> Right. And it kind of was like a beautiful moment because I was like, oh, well, business like check mark, big brother, BB, big brother, check mark. And now I'm ready for my next chapter. Like I'm ready to start my family. I'm ready to have a rock and bod. Like I am ready for these other goals. And so I think there's an element of like, I'll always hold that big brother experience like so dear. Like there's nothing that can, as a super fan, I'm sure you can relate Haley, like getting to be front row center to a competition. Like my first competition, I was in the backyard watching and then getting to play some of these iconic right. competitions. Like no one can ever take that memory away from me. And I'm so thankful for it. But I've, it's done now. Like, I've done it. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to move on. And I think that's something, again, that I had never anticipated, but I guess could, to your question, cause a little bit more distance um, towards me and the experience just because I'm ready for the next one. 
Yeah, definitely. And it sounds like you've done a really great job of setting yourself up for the next one, like having the business as being like this new thing that you can channel so much of your energy and focus into, because I know that like channeling so much energy and focus into the the body baby side of things can be really <laughs> exhausting and sometimes You know, harmful. I think that's always so important to have like multiple areas of focus, especially mm-hmm. if we look at it from like a manifestation perspective. Like you only ever want to focus on what feels good to focus on. And so yeah. if you're feeling a sense of lack or scarcity in, um, you know, some area, say you're feeling like really doubtful in your business and you're feeling a lot of lack and scarcity, you don't have to get feeling good about the business, just focus on something else that feels good. Of course, still take mm-hmm. action on your business, but like get into an aligned state and a positive state by making sure you're, you know, you're living a well-rounded life. I think that's accurate for pretty much anybody. Like if you're feeling good, then that will channel into all different areas of your life. Um, so, you know, in those frustrating days with my business, I say, you know what? It's good. Like, let me go, you know, hang out with my husband and, you know, and we'll play a game and we'll laugh. And that can get my, my vibration, my, my positive, you know, feelings and, uh, and thoughts into a better state so that when I turn my attention back to my business the next day, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching it with fresh eyes. Mm -hmm. I love that and I think that is a beautiful and positive note to end on Um, but before I have one final silly question and that is who's your winner pick for Big Brother 25 oh you know here I guess here's what I gotta say is like I am not following the um complete how do I say this I'm not exactly sure. I, 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 here's what I want. Same. <laughs> yeah, I'm not exactly sure. And, you know, I, and I know this is like probably not the answer that you want, but I told myself that I'm not going to try to like make those sort of like determinations out there because mm-hmm. you just can't speak with authority on it. Like no one knows and no one's getting the full picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it would be impossible to, and it's not, a, it's not a fault of anything. It, it's like impossible to get the full picture. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's impossible to know what's going on in anybody's head. Um, so there's definitely like house guests that I'm supporting, but really how I wanted to like view my role as being like a BB alum for this season is really to be there for when the house guests are evicted to be there for them to say like, Hey, I am here mm-hmm. to like, help you. I know it can be a hard transition back into normal life. And I don't mean like in a business sense, like I'm not like hawking my, my hypnotherapy, like not in that sense. (laughs) I mean, like I am here as a friend and alum to like message me, call me like, and like any evicted house guests, like I reach out to them. I talk to them. I hold space for them. Like I view my relationship to any future season as less of you know, a person to decide who's winning or who's not or this or that, but more as like a support system for when you mm-hmm. get out of the house. It's just like another human who understands because there's only 300 humans in the in the U.S. who has gone who have gone through this experience, um, mm-hmm. and it can feel very alone and isolating. Like I'm so thankful for the alum that reached out to me and helped me sort of navigate getting back out into the real world um, instead. So I'm sorry. I wish I could say somebody exactly, but that's that's really not the. Um, 
who the role, the relationship I wanted to have with the big brother coming out, you know? Yeah. No, I totally get that. I think that was a great answer. Honestly, any answer that didn't turn into, so who's your pick was going to be good for me because for for the last three years, we've done like a random like auto-generated draft of like myself, my partner, my parents, my brother, like we all get in on it. And like my entire team goes out pre-jury every single time for Survivor, Big Brother, like all of it, every time we do it. So I think I'm cursed. (laughs) It's so hard to know. It is so hard to know. You know, it's funny. I have some friends that, you know, we've done a draft and the, um, the, the team that we laughed at, you know, thinking, oh, you were stuck with this team preseason, it ends up being the team that's been performing the best right now is in, mm-hmm. is in first. So you, you don't know. And that's the beauty of it is that you, you can play it and you don't know. That's why I love some of these all-star seasons. We see some of our favorite mm-hmm. house guests come back and they play, you know, quite differently most of the time. Um, it's all about, that's what's such beautiful about the game is that it's all about the set of individuals that you have there. It's going to be different. The whole season would be completely different if one different person was in there. Um, I always think about that with my good friend, Joseph from my season, you know, he was an alternate and he was somebody that they brought in at the very last minute. And I'm like, I can't even imagine this experience without him. Like I can't even like comprehend that because each person is just fills that puzzle piece so beautifully. And, um, I think that's what makes the show so interesting. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you to anyone who stuck their way through the big brother side of the conversation to get to the end of the episode. Um, For all of our listeners who are still here, um, where can people find you? How can people support you? How can people work with you? Because I even just like feel more uplifted after this conversation. Oh, so. that's great. Yeah, you can find me. My website's brittanyhoops.com. There's a lot of resources there. Follow me on Instagram. It's brit.hoops. Uh, hoops is H-O-O-P-E-S. And uh, yeah, there's and also the, this podcast that I just launched, Destination Manifestation. Um, if you're interested in kind of this positive mindset manifestation, the way that we can use our subconscious minds to help with these sort of things and to overcome these limiting beliefs there's a lot of goodies over there awesome i can't wait to check it out all right thanks everyone for listening and we'll be back next time for another episode of messy in the middle holy smokes friend you made it all the way to the end of season four episode one of messy in the middle will i find my intro music will i find my outro music will i find an editor there's only one way to find out stay tuned for next week for another episode of messy in the middle